Would you please take the word of God with me and turn to John chapter 11. John chapter 11. And let's begin reading at verse number 14. John chapter 11, starting at verse number 14, the word of God says, Then said Jesus unto them plainly, Lazarus is dead. And I'm glad for your sakes that I was not there to the intent ye may believe. Nevertheless, let us go unto him. Then said Thomas, which is called Didymus, unto his fellow disciples, Let us also go that we may die with him. Then when Jesus came, he found that he had laid in the grave four days already. Now Bethany was nigh unto Jerusalem, about 15 furlongs off. And many and many of the Jews came to Martha and Mary to comfort them concerning their brother. Then Martha, as soon as she had heard that Jesus was coming, went and met him. But Mary sat still in the house. Then said Martha unto Jesus, Lord, if thou hast been here, my brother had not died. But I know that even now whatsoever thou wilt ask of God, God will give it thee. Jesus saith unto her, Thy brother shall rise again. Martha saith unto him, I know that he shall rise again in the resurrection at the last day. Jesus said unto her, I am the resurrection and the life. He that believeth in me, though he were dead, yet shall he live. And whosoever liveth and believeth in me shall never die. Believeth thou this? She saith unto him, Yea, Lord, I believe that thou art the Christ, the Son of God, which had come into the world. And when she had so said, she went her way and called Mary, her sister, secretly, saying, The Master is come, and calleth for thee. As soon as she had heard that, she, rose, she arose quickly and came unto him. Now Jesus was not yet come into the town, but was in that place where Martha met him. The Jews then which were come with her in the house and comforted her when they saw Mary that she rose up hastily and went out, followed her, saying, She goeth unto the grave to weep there. Then when Mary was come where Jesus was and saw him, she fell down at his feet, saying unto him, Lord, if thou hast been here, my brother hath not died. When Jesus therefore saw her weeping and the Jews also weeping, which came with her, he groaned in the spirit and was troubled and said, Where have ye laid him? They said unto him, Lord, come and see. Jesus wept. Then said the Jews, Behold how he loved him. And some of them said, Could not this man which opened the eyes of the blind have caused that even this man should not have died? Jesus therefore again groaning in himself coming to the grave. It was a cave and a stone lay upon it. Jesus said, Take ye 
away the stone. Martha, the sister of him that was dead, saith unto him, Lord, by this time he stinketh, for he hath been dead four days. Jesus saith unto her, Said I not unto thee, that if thou wouldest believe, thou shouldest see the glory of God? Then they took away the stone from the place where the dead was laid. And Jesus lifted up his eyes and said, Father, I thank thee that thou hast heard me. And I knew that thou hearest me always, but because of the people which stand by, I said it, that they may believe that thou hast sent me. And when he had thus spoken, he cried with a loud voice, Lazarus, come forth. And he that was dead came forth, bound hand and foot with grave clothes. And his face was bound about with a napkin. Jesus saith unto them, Loose him and let him go. Then many of the Jews which came to Mary and had seen the things which Jesus did, believed on him. If you're in the habit of marking things in your Bible, would you please mark this phrase, or rather, would you please mark a word that we find in verse number 21. In verse number 21, the Bible says, Then said Martha unto Jesus, Lord, if, would you circle that word? If thou hast been here, my brother had not died. Martha came to Jesus and said, Lord, if you were just here. My brother had not died. And then if you jump down to verse number 32, then when Mary was come where Jesus was and saw him, she fell down at his feet saying unto him, Lord, if thou hast been here, my brother had not died. And I want to speak on the ifs of faith. The ifs of faith. The Bible records for us in John chapter 11, verse 1, that there was a man by the name of Lazarus who was sick of the town of Bethany, the same town of Mary and her sister Martha. It was that Mary which anointed the Lord with ointment and wiped his feet with her hair, whose brother Lazarus was sick. And the Bible tells us that they brought news unto Jesus that their brother Lazarus was sick. And it is an interesting thing because so often when we study the, the life of the Lord Jesus Christ, when we read the gospel records, often when people would come to Jesus and would bring their burden, they would bring their petition before the Lord Jesus Christ, often the Lord Jesus Christ would heal them immediately. But something different happened here. The Bible tells us that once news was brought to Jesus Christ that Lazarus was dead the Bible tells us that he didn't move an inch notice with me in verse number 6 and when he had heard therefore that he was sick the Bible says he abode two days still in the same place where he was isn't that an interesting thing 
They called Jesus because no doubt they had seen how Jesus had healed so many people, how Jesus had raised people that were sick. And they brought news to Jesus. Lord, our brother is sick. The the one in whom you love is sick. And the moment they brought news to Jesus, the Bible tells us that Jesus did not move. In fact, he stayed where he was for two days before he left and went to Lazarus. Then, Eventually, Lazarus died. And Mary and Martha essentially went to Jesus and said, Lord, where were you when we needed you? They said in verse number 21, Lord, if you, were, if you had just been here, our brother had not died. If you had just come when we had called, everything would have been different. Have you ever found yourself in that place? Lord, if this virus had not happened, this would have been different. Lord, if this circumstance had changed, my, my life would have been better. Lord, if this had not happened, then... And it's so easy, if we're not careful, to find ourselves coming to Jesus and saying, Lord, if you would have just done something different. Lord, if you would have just answered this prayer when I had called for you. Mary and Martha both went to Jesus and said, Lord, if you were just here when we had asked, our brother had not died. But it is an interesting thing because all along Jesus had a plan. All along Jesus had a reason. All along Jesus had a purpose, and it was not known to Mary and Martha. The only thing Mary and Martha were thinking about was their brother that was sick. But the Bible tells us in verse number 14, Then said Jesus unto them plainly, Lazarus is dead. And then notice the next few words in verse number 15. And Jesus said, after Lazarus is dead, Jesus says, And I am glad for your sakes. Isn't that an interesting thing? Lazarus is dead. And then Jesus said, and I'm glad. I'm glad Lazarus is dead for your sakes that I was not there to the intent ye may believe. Nevertheless, let us go unto him. Jesus did not say no unto them, but what Jesus did was he waited until the circumstance got so bad. He waited to death, came to the family, and then he came to prove his power and his might unto the people. So the if of when, Lord, if you had just come when we had asked. Do you ever feel that way? That You have been praying about something and it had seemed as if the Lord has not moved an inch. It had seemed as if the Lord is not working according to our own timing. The Bible tells us in the book of Isaiah chapter 55 verse 8. The Lord says, for my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are my ways your ways. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways and my thoughts higher than your thoughts. So often we ask the Lord to do a certain thing at a certain time, at a certain way. But can I submit to you that the ways of the Lord are perfect. The timing of the Lord is perfect. And the plan of the Lord is perfect. As David said, as for God, his way is perfect. One testified of the Lord Jesus and said, and he doeth all things well. 
They had no idea why the Lord Jesus didn't move an inch. Back in those days, they had something called a grave watch. When a person was declared dead, they would put that person in the grave and they would have people that would stand, really sit by the grave for two days to ensure that that person was truly gone. So Jesus Christ waited not only two days, he waited four days so that no one would be able to doubt that truly what Jesus Christ was about to do is a miracle. And sometimes the Lord allows the circumstances that we face, he allows them to get to such a a point where there is nothing that we can do. And if the Lord would not come, nothing would happen. So Jesus went unto them and he said, I'm glad for your sakes that I was not there to the intent. Jesus had an intent the entire time. He had a reason the entire time. And can I submit to you that whatever the circumstance may be in our lives, the word of God tells us in Romans chapter 8 verse 28, and we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them which are the called according to his purpose. In other words, the Bible doesn't tell us that everything is good, but the Bible does tell us that God is able to take the things that are bad, And he is able to take the things that are good. And he is able to work them out for our good. And for his glory. And then we find the interesting thing. Now, Mary and Martha, remember how Mary sat at the feet of the Lord Jesus Christ. But it was Martha that was in the kitchen cumbered about which much service. Really, we had never found a a place where Martha believed on the Lord Jesus Christ. So after Martha confronted Jesus in verse number 21 about the fact that he was not there to heal her brother, Jesus presented himself as the life eternal unto her. Notice in verse number 23, Jesus saith unto her, thy brother shall rise again. Martha saith unto him, I know that he shall rise again in the resurrection at the last day. Jesus said unto her, I am the resurrection and the life. He that believeth in me, though he were dead, yet shall he live. Has it ever dawned on you that eternal life is not something? Eternal life is someone. Jesus said it himself. He said, I am the resurrection and the life. Jesus Jesus said, I am life. I am eternal life. Because eternal life is not found in something. Eternal life is found in someone. That's why Jesus Christ said, I was he that liveth and behold was dead. And behold, I am alive forevermore. Then our Savior said this, because I live, ye shall live also. Because Jesus is that eternal life, because Jesus is that hope, and because he lives, we shall live also. Have it ever dawned on you that the Lord Jesus Christ, when he died upon the cross, he willfully went. As Jesus was in the Garden of Gethsemane, and the soldiers came, the officers came to arrest the Lord It was Jesus that went to them and said, Whom seek ye? They said, Jesus of Nazareth. And he said, I am he. In such amazement and shock and fear, they all fell back and 
and fell on the ground. Then Jesus Christ willfully went to this cross. The Bible tells us that he was as a sheep before the slaughter. And he was stricken, smitten of God. He was wounded for our transgressions. Because we had transgressed the law of God. Because we have done what the Lord has told us not to do. We have brought this upon our Savior. Just as we sung a few moments ago. That bitter cup. The cup of wrath that was supposed to be for us. The cup of wrath that was intended for us. When Jesus hung on that cross. He took it all. As Christ was on the cross, he cried. He said, I thirst. And I believe he was referring to that cup, that wrath. He was saying, I'm ready to take it. Because that was the reason that he came. He came to seek and to save that which was lost. And Jesus presents himself as the gospel. He presents himself as the everlasting life. And he presents himself as the resurrection and the life. Christ said, I am the resurrection and the life. He that believeth in me, though he were dead. We were dead in our trespasses and sins. We were dead to good, to good works. We were dead to the righteousness of Christ. But it is only because the Lord Jesus Christ had quickened us that we've been made alive. So he said, he that believeth in me, even though he were dead, though he were dead, yet shall he live. And we can live in Christ because of what he has done for us on the cross. Isn't it amazing that the Lord Jesus Christ allowed a physical death to occur in the life and the family of Martha so that spiritual life can happen? The Lord, the word of God tells us that the Lord sits in the heavens and he does whatsoever he pleases. Whichever means he chooses to bring people to Christ, he will do. Then she saith unto him, Yea, Lord, I believe that thou art the Christ, the Son of God, which should come into the world. And then we find something very interesting. Have you ever noticed, why was it that Jesus wept? He did not cry, he wept. Knowing in just a moment, why did Jesus weep? Knowing in just a moment, he was going to turn their mourning into joy. He was going to turn their sadness into laughter once he would raise up Lazarus from the grave. But can I submit to you, this is the reason why Jesus wept. Verse number 33 tells us, when Jesus therefore saw her weeping. Aren't you thankful that Jesus sees when we weep? When Jesus therefore saw her weeping and the Jews also weeping, which came with her, the Bible tells us he groaned in the spirit and was troubled. He groaned. That's the terminology that they use for a battle horse right before that horse would go into battle. Often that horse would groan right before he plunges off into war. Jesus groaned and he was troubled, no doubt, at just seeing death, the curse and the cause of the curse. Then the Lord Jesus said in verse number 34, where have ye laid him? 
They said unto him, Lord, come and see. Jesus wept. And then said the Jews, behold, how he loved him. At this time, the word of God tells us that as Jesus was interacting and as he was preparing to do this miracle, there were many people around that were watching. Many people that were around that were looking to see what it was that Jesus Christ was about to do. And then the Lord Jesus told Martha in verse number 39, Take ye away the stone. Martha, the sister of him that was dead, saith unto him, Lord, by this time he stinketh, for he hath been dead four days. Jesus saith unto her, Said I not unto thee, that if thou wouldest believe, thou shouldest see the glory of God. It is an incredible thing that Martha went to Jesus with her if. Mary went to Jesus with her if. But Jesus responded with his own if. He said, if you would simply just believe, you will see the glory of God. That is the answer to so many of our questions and our doubts and our fears and our concerns. That if we would simply believe on Christ, believe that he, his plans will ripen fast, believe that he will do what he has purposed. There's a song, a hymn that says, God moves in a mysterious way, his wonders to perform. He plants his footsteps in the sea and rides upon the storm. Judge not the Lord by feeble sense, but trust him for his grace. Behind a frowning providence, he lies, he hides a smiling face. Blind unbelief is sure to err and scan his work in vain. For God is his own interpreter. And he will make it plain. When we have this blind unbelief and when we scan the work of God in vain and we wonder, Lord, why this and why that? And Lord, if you had just been here and Lord, if you had just done this. But the the hymn writer got it right when he said, and blind unbelief is sure to err. And scan his work in vain. For God is his own interpreter. And truly, that's what God did. He interpreted what he was going to do, even though he, the, the, the people did not understand it at the time. But his purposes and his plans will ripen fast. Therefore, we are to trust him for his grace. You see, whatever the circumstance may be for you today, whatever situation similar to Lazarus, That it is for you today. May God help us not to be those who ask and to say, Lord, why did you allow this to happen? Lord, if this was just different. Lord, if so and so had done this and if this was that. And if you had just answered this prayer. If you had just done this when we had asked. Jesus responds and says, if you would believe. He, He said, 
said not I unto thee. Uh, apparently Christ said this to, to them before. He said, said I not unto thee that if thou wouldest believe, thou shouldest see the glory of God. If we would simply believe on Christ and believe in his timing, believe in his way, believe in his purpose, we would see the glory of God. We will see his work come to fruition. We will see him glorified in the circumstance. You see, it may not turn out the way that we thought or the way that we desired, but Jesus nevertheless still said, said I not unto thee that if thou wouldest believe, thou shouldest see the glory of God. For without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. In every circumstance, in every trial, in every difficulty, we are to look to Jesus, to trust in him, to, as Christ said in, number, in, in verse number 40, believe. We would see the glory of God. Because in the Christian life, believing is seeing. And certainly it is not the other way around. And then we find a beautiful picture of the gospel here. In verse number 30, pardon me, in verse number 43, the Bible says, And when he had thus spoken, he cried with a loud voice. And he cried, Lazarus, come forth. And he that was dead came forth, bound hand and foot with grave clothes, and his face was bound about with a napkin. Jesus saith unto them, and notice this, loose him and let him go. Loose him and let him go. Before we came to Christ, we were children of the devil. The Bible tells us, the gospel according to John, he that sinneth is of the devil. For the devil sinneth from the beginning. For this purpose was the Son of God manifest, that he might destroy the works of the devil. And sometimes when we think of the fact that Christ came to destroy the works of the devil, we have the idea that Jesus came and he crushed the works of the devil. And he certainly did that. But when the Bible says that Christ destroyed the works of the devil, that word destroy comes from the Greek word luo, which literally means to loose the works of the devil. The chains of sin, of bondage that was about us. When one comes to Christ, this is what happens. This is what Jesus pronounces on a person once they come to the Savior. Jesus says, loose him and let him go. You see, once a person comes to Christ, they are freed from the chains of their sins. Not saying that after a person comes to Christ, they won't sin. Not saying that at all. But sin no longer has power over them. As a believer, sin is no longer our boss. We are no longer slaves and bought to bondage of the sin that we've been committing. But now we have a new master. Now we have been set free. We have been set free from our sins so that we can be servants unto God. So Christ says, loose him and let him go. Isn't that a beautiful thing that we've been loosed and we've been let go? Christ came to destroy the works of the devil. This is a beautiful picture here of Christ destroying the works of the devil. 
how Christ has power over death. How death was not able to hold Lazarus because Jesus was there. And how death was not able to hold Jesus the Savior himself. Because on the third day, the Lord Jesus Christ rose up victoriously over death, hell, and the grave. And he is alive forevermore. So the word of God tells us, then many of the Jews, verse 45, which came to Mary and had seen the things which Jesus did, believed on him. God used such a tragedy in the life of Mary and Martha for this purpose. Here was the purpose. That many of the Jews which came to Mary and had seen the things which Jesus did, believed on him. Believed on him. Mary and Martha had no idea what Christ was up to. They were not able to trace his hands. Spurgeon said it well. He said, God is too good to be unkind. And God is too wise to be mistaken. And when you cannot trace his hand, you must trust his heart. When you cannot detect all that God is doing, you must trust of his loving kindness of his heart. Loose him and let him go. Verse 15. To the intent ye may believe. I want to ask you a question. Are you one that asks if? Are you one that questions the timing of God? Are you one to, to even accuse God of not doing what we have asked, what you have asked Him, when you have asked Him? This is very common amongst God's people. The Lord Jesus responds to these things and He teaches us that we ought to believe so that we can see the glory of God. Now we ought to know that all along there, is, there was an intent because the truth of the, the matter is um, when news was brought to Jesus that Lazarus was sick, the Bible actually records for us that Jesus said, this sickness is not unto death, but for the glory of God, that the Son of God might be glorified thereby. It, it is an incredible thing that Jesus knew all about the sickness before they even brought news to him. Even the very hairs on our head, Jesus knows. The requests that we make before we even utter a sound, Christ knows. And therefore, we can trust him. Are you trusting in Christ for these things? May God help.